Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. That was one more song from No Small Children called Take My Heart. Again, if you miss them, you can visit nosmallchildren.com or you can visit my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. All right, standing by on the next half of the show is Upasana Bahari. She's an actor director and comedian. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Upasana Bahari. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for calling in. Of course. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. You have a very interesting background. Could you tell me what inspired you to be an actor? Wow. Um, yeah, well, I was born in South Africa um, of Indian descent. And um, honestly, the stage called me. It's just something I've always known. I was on stage on the age of four. That was my mm. first performance as a ballet dancer. And uh, it just transitioned from there to, it seemed like a natural transition to acting. And uh, I've been pretty much doing it all my life, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, acting in Hollywood was always something I dreamt of as a kid, you know. I thought one day I'll <laughs> do that. And when I had the opportunity, I did that. That being said, I had a pretty good, um, you know, career in South Africa. I did mm-hmm. soap operas and TV and uh, film and radio and anything I could get my hands on. I, I really right. do love the craft of acting and performing, so yeah. I try to keep going at it, and it's what keeps me going. Really. That's yeah. great. And I love how um, you've been, you've done a variety of things. You're yeah. also a comedian. What led you to comedy? <laughs> it's a quite a funny story because um, I was in L.A., I booked a couple of jobs, and I suddenly stopped going out for even an audition. And it really was tough because all around me, you know what it's like being in L.A., yes. seeing things happen all the time and you're not at all involved. Right. And it was really, really harsh for me to take because I love doing what I do. And I realized the only thing that will get me on stage is stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I took a chance just because I wanted to be on stage. I missed it so much. And it changed my life. Yeah. I have to be honest. It, it introduced me to writing. So now I'm a writer and um, a director. It just made me understand yeah. more and yes. helped me so much more with my acting, and it, it gave my acting a boost. Sure. And uh, that started working out more. And uh, so, yeah, I love comedy. You know, it's, um, you really can make funny out of the series. That's very and true. And I think that's, that's so important to be able to laugh at these crazy times. And, uh, and also, you know, just having a different perspective, being out of the country and uh, giving an, in, you know, an outsider's point of view seems to work. Yes. I like talking about politics and, uh, <laughs> you know, and sex and yeah. all of these things. And, you know, it's, yes. um, it's, a, it's a good, uh, you know, I love being in L.A. There's just so much you can do. There's really no yes. reason for you not to be on stage or on set. Well, know? it oh, takes wow. a lot of uh, bravery to get up and do comedy. I mean, it's, it's a whole yeah. other skill, I mean, to make people laugh and come up with things that are relatable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, no, look, it's one of the most challenging things I've ever done. Mm -hmm. It humbles an actor, believe me, because it's just you and your work, you know. Um, On set, you've got cameras and you can cut and makeup is put on. But there, it's just you and your jokes and you hope. You, you people laugh. I mean, the yes. first time I bombed was oh, pretty did. scary. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the worst experiences of my life, and That's it was at the comedy so store in the main room. Oh and no! <laughs> I said my fir- my first joke came out, and it's just crickets. Crickets, yes. Uh, crickets, <laughs> and I gosh, I was just okay. You know, you just put oh, it in God. next gear and go for it. What else are you going to do? You know. Um, yes. 
but it's it's a very humbling experience when you bomb on stage, and uh, I think it just gives you confidence as an actor when you can be get up and just stand right. as well. It but, really helps, yeah. But you're right, though. I think I find the funny in the everyday. Uh, you know yeah. experiences and it's funny if you just you can just find the improv in everyday life and you can find those little tidbits yeah. and then if you share that with people on stage it's so relatable yeah absolutely yeah. you know i might be from south africa and have a very different upbringing but you'd be surprised how comedy is, is so unifying really yes. and people are actually more open-minded to listening to somebody on a stage it's funny and because it's, I think, coming from a gentler place in a way, because mm-hmm. it's comedy and people are laughing, um, it's, you know, it's, it's really good. And also just to in help, also people need to know what South Africa was like. Right. So they've never heard about, you know, being apartheid too much and mm-hmm. what it's like. So I give a bit of, bit of that as well. Because, uh, yeah, coming to That's the U.S. Good. and, you know, this freedom of speech thing you guys have, wow. <laughs> I know. I, wow, I know. <laughs> it's, it's a different thing for me, you know. Uh, Growing up where that is not the way things were. Sure. And um, so now, yeah, it's really cool that I can actually say what I mean and uh, not be afraid. Yeah, it's the know? antithesis of your background. So it probably makes you just want to be more open and free with, you know, what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does. And, um, yeah, it's just a whole new world that's opened up to me. But as I said, it's only helped by acting career that's as great. well. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. I think it makes you a quick thinker. Actually, if you can um, oh, yeah. be funny and think on your feet, absolutely. I found it fascinating in your bio that mm-hmm. you studied, uh, well, I know you studied that, is it the Joan Barron D.W. Brown School in L.A.? Yes. And yes. then you studied yes. the tapes of Meisner. Could you tell me about yes. that? Oh, my God, you mean that changed my life. To watch the actual master work. Look, Joanne, D- Joanne Barron D.W. Brown School, one of the best I've been to. Also, very, I learned my technique from there. But then to take it to the next level, you know, Sidney Pollack did the, these tapes because he said, my son, you're going to pass away. You're getting old. And no <laughs> one knows this, this gem that you give us. Yes. So they recorded it. And it's oh. quite interesting because it's like, it, it's in the 80, early 80s, so the, the dress is all different, you know, the way <laughs> that these students dress in this master class. But the actual information, I'll be quite frank with you, once I started doing that, I actually haven't been to too many acting classes mm-hmm. because every single time I put that, those tapes on, I will learn something in the first five minutes, even though I've watched it over 100 times. That's so interesting. I think every actor should watch it. Okay. And uh, it, will, it will really put you in a place of, you know, Meisner really talks about instincts like, that you don't really hear in other acting classes. Right. He's all about honing your actor's instincts. Well, what's interesting... And the way he... Go ahead. Sorry? No, go ahead. Sorry. And the way he hones that, you mm-hmm. know, how he explains to you how you get those instincts to be, you know, just uh, without thinking. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. You know, um, you realize what a visionary he is because I love studying the art. I love knowing what creativity is. Yes. And the more I study what creativity is and it does in the brain, I realize, wow, this guy really was a visionary because he, what he's saying is what correlates to all what creativity is about. Right. And look, I can talk about this for hours. No, it's you know, fascinating. Don't get me on it, but it's, it's just fascinating, yeah. Okay, so here's my question, uh, because mm-hmm. I've read books about the Meisner technique. How do you get yes. a hold of these tapes? Did you go to your local library? Where did you find these tapes? Because I'd love to watch I, them. Okay, um, well, I'll, I just found them online. 
You did. I just, I was okay. just, just, you know, finding out things about him. Okay. And then I see these, um, these uh, DVDs. So I bought them. That's great. But here's the thing. Uh, now at the moment, you can actually stream them. Okay. So you can just, you know, literally Google these tapes and, um, and then stream you them. know, you can just stream them now, which mm -hmm. will be a better quality. But I bought these a few, quite a few years ago, so I got the DVDs. Okay. And, you know, it's really old, and you've got to get, you really, you, uh, you've got to get used to the way he speaks because he had three cancer surgeries on his uh, oh. voice box. Oh. So he pretty much burps out uh, a, a bit of air, and then he speaks over that. So it is quite a task to, to actually comprehend, but yes. you can. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, uh, Janine, you also see what a great actor he is because mm -hmm. within all these limitations of his voice, he still can direct so Amazing. well. He still can do these things. You know, I mean, it, it's fantastic. It blew my mind away. That, yeah. That's great acting advice. I've had a lot of actors and filmmakers on my show. And yeah. it, again, you know, it's, it's totally different from reading a book as opposed to just watching the real thing. So thank you for that. Yeah. What are some of the things you've been up to? I know you were in Scandal. And um, yes. It's crazy how people um, were like angry with you about your, your your character. Like they actually thought you were your character. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how people never really get to you know they just really believe that, and that's so out of my character to play a baddie. I'm not you know I'm yeah. actually quite the opposite person. And uh, yeah, she was really because I killed her favorite character. Oh. You know, and she was really really upset, and she you know I, I was afraid. I literally was afraid because I've never experienced something like this and such aggression right. and I actually had to call somebody to you know like there was some security and Aww. I did say that because they could see this this anger oh, sure. but it was you know I just it's just that's the life of an actor I guess yes. <laughs> I don't know yes. some people take it a little bit too seriously yeah I love um, that show yeah. that's that's incredible show to be on oh uh, you know what you need this is the South African scandal oh it is okay it is sorry sorry about that that's okay so, yeah. that's okay it's still South Africa, yeah and so yeah. tell me what you have going on here, because I know you've been in quite a few things. Yeah. Okay. So at the moment, I've, uh, I, I did my directorial debut on All in a Nice Work, mm -hmm. uh, parts one and two. And I was so lucky that um, it got picked up for uh, distribution by Shorts HD That's great. for three years in the U.S. and for another three years in Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. Um, and that is I wrote, directed, and starred in. Um, that was Fantastic. a very, it was quite a project for me because uh, from, uh, it's a dark comedy and uh, the character Dreaver is a very complex character and not necessarily a likable character. I just wanted to make a female character that's a little different from what we normally see. Right. But wow, I did get a lot of pushback from it from the time, from the audition room. Oh, you did? When the, yeah, from the actors because it, it might, it's, well, I don't know if you've watched it, but it can, it does push the boundaries a mm -hmm. bit. And uh, a few male actors found it quite disturbing. And so scripts were flying, mm -hmm. and I was surprised at, I kind of got an idea of what I'm going to expect. Yes. So the festival run was very, very poor. You know, mm -hmm. no one would pick up my movie. But I believed in it because a lot of people that I trust uh, said, this is a good movie. It mm -hmm. might be a bit, you know, breaking boundaries and stuff like that, but go yes. for it. Yes. And I tried Shorts HD and they picked it up. So, you know, at least people are watching my movie. That's good. And, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to make the feature at the moment. I'm writing that. Good for you. Um, yeah, as well as I'm into a uh, State Farm ad. So that's good. I love comedy. And the State Farm ad uh, was a good one to work with Roman Coppola and, uh, 
you know, um, State Farm is just a fun little thing, and I had to catch boxes, how fun, you know, <laughs> these things are. But <laughs> I like physical comedy, you know, I, I definitely like it. What do, you, um, what do you do outside of the acting world to keep yourself sane? Because it is really tough in L.A. Oh, it is absolutely tough. Um, you know, it's a funny thing. Uh, you mean as a job or as uh, no, like a hobby? Voiceovers. Yeah, like we'll make as a hobby. Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a little bit. Um, I love um, reading. Oh, I'm that's a, good. I'm a fanatical reader. I read all the time, every time, and I love hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two things. Yeah, hiking. I do a lot. It's amazing how many pretty places there to hike just around LA. Yes. So I try and do that. I go to the Angeles Mountains or. Um, you know, just out of LA, and uh, that's good. yeah, that's hiking. And I read a lot. I, I do. Um, it's it's funny in South Africa. You know, you couldn't give everything to your, uh, to your art. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's such a limited um, uh, industry. Right. So you have to be doing other things. So when I got to LA, it was quite nice to actually be able to you know do something twenty four seven in a way. Right. And just be involved in this. So, yeah, I think, you know, that that's pretty much my thing is reading and hiking and obviously loving. I love music. So I listen to a lot of music. And, um, that's yeah, good. That's it. I got a cat. Oh, you have a cat? <laughs> <That's> my cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smuggles. I had two cats years ago when I lived in Boston, but no more. No more. Oh, cats. yeah? Yeah. But I have to say, reading is a great vacation for your mind. I mean, it can inspire you for new projects or just take you away, you know, and sometimes we all need that. Yeah. And also, that's where I get a lot of my material from. Uh, You know, I might do, um, you know, I do read novels, but I also enjoy reading, you know, some, just some nonfiction stuff. And it gives me a lot of ideas into, I think as a filmmaker and a writer, you need to be on the pulse of society. You've got to understand where society is going. And uh, I think by reading and, uh, you know, just being in touch, I think it's helped me a lot uh, just to be able to write my both my movies and my stand-up. Yes. Comedy. I actually got a show um, at Flappers on the 10th of August mm-hmm. and one on the 26th of a comedy store in the original room. So that's actually my favorite room to work with, the original room. And if people want information on your schedule with the events you just mentioned, it's on your website? Yes, yes. And that is? UpasanaBihari.com. Okay, let me spell that for everybody. U-P-A-S-A-N-A-B-E-H-A-R-E-E.com. Do you have advice for people that are uh, actors, um, filmmakers, and they find that this roller coaster sometimes feels too rough of a ride? You know, there's so many Mm. downs, very few ups. Yeah, I think for sure. I think you need to know why you're doing it. And if you're doing it for reasons like uh, fame mm-hmm. and uh, just suddenly going to be wealthy, I think you're going to be very well, very hurt. Yes. I think the wealth in acting is actually the art. So whenever I'm down, I actually go and uh, write. I do things like that. So understand why you're doing it. And also just not really listen to what others say. There's a lot of negativity around I know when I'm with my, some actors who are not working or going out, and they will always say, oh, but it's a bad time and, you know, mm-hmm. there's nothing going on, when actually there is something going on. So stop listening to the lies as well. Because, I agree. You know, it, you might think it's um, making you feel better. You're actually delusioning. You're being delusioned because, mm-hmm. you know, things are going on and uh, yes. things are happening. And if you're not working... That's something you've got to change, and just stop blaming others. I find uh, right. just move forward, and yeah, 
and just have a passion for it because I think that's what really drives this career. Well, it's interesting too is that you're not just doing one thing. You're you're writing, you're you're exploring comedy, you're reading, you're constantly doing things to move yourself forward. Yes. And you have to yes. do that. Yes, you have to. I mean, my gosh, imagine if you have to sit th- sit back and wait for something to happen. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. never going to happen. Right. Uh, look, obviously, you need to get an agent, you need to get managers, because if you really want to be in the room for the big roles, or, you know, for co-star or um, guest star roles, you need to navigate through an agent and a manager. Yes. So that's something I would say, you know, always, even though you're doing your own thing, and if you don't have that, you've got to constantly be trying to find those things, because you need a team. You know, I have a good commercial agent. I've signed up with a new theatrical agent i've got a manager mm-hmm. i've got people on my team who believe in me you know but that doesn't stop me now from doing everything because sure. it's a team effort you know yes. um yes. but i do believe actors who who feel they don't need an agent no you do need an agent oh you do try keep you trying do. keep trying you know yes. and uh, it's not easy but you know you'll get it it's it just have you have to do it right and sometimes um you can just go to a you know an event, you can do a scene for somebody. You never know who you're going to meet going to a workshop. Yes. And it's uh, constantly networking and and even telling people, you know what, I'm looking for representation. Do you happen to know anybody who's looking for new talent? Yeah. You know, you know for sure. I think you hit it right there. I, I think um, sharing your goals with mm-hmm. people are important. Mm-hmm. Because once you put it out there, it becomes more of something that's going to happen. Right. And if it's just between in your own mind, oh, I'm going to get an agent tomorrow and I'm going to get an agent next week. You know, when you're not telling your the people close to you your goals right. and your ideas, yes. then they just find the sky in a way. But when you say it to your friend or your boyfriend or whatever, you know, it starts to get, uh, I don't know, it just starts to somehow get feet and move on, you know. Yes. So yes. tell people what you want to do and tell them your plans, I feel. And also surround yourself with positive people because I remember oh. sharing stuff with somebody and they kind of knocked me down and I thought, I don't mm-hmm. want this person in my life. No thanks. They were supposed to be helping me and they're not. Yeah. Oh, that's you're going to get all the time, though. Right. That's right. what I mean. You know, people just, and if they're down, they want to put you down. Yes. So you need to be able to, you know, eat the fish and spit out the bones. You know, you just need to, <laughs> you need to know what to take in and what to take off. I know, I, my whole life, I've had that. People yeah. laughing even at me for really? even considering. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. oh, you're going to Hollywood, but, you know, you're Indian, you're this, you're yeah. that, you're mm-hmm. this. I'm like, well, it makes no difference to me, you know. So, Good for you. Um, it used to hurt me when you when I was younger. I used to cry and all oh. that. You know, oh my, this uncle said this, and you know, now I don't care. Right. And I think I'm glad I just stuck to it because my parents were very supportive of me. That's good. But you do get those people that will put you down or laugh at your ideas. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, yeah. I was laughed at much. So, but you know, I I kept going and I've been doing it all my life. So you know, it well, does work. That's good. And you sound like you have a a way to stay positive, which is really essential because if you if yeah. you don't feel positive, you can't keep going. Oh, gosh, I know. I know. And, you know, here's the thing. I also get down. I will have a cry. And I think it's good. Yes. I think it's good to have a, a cry. There's nothing wrong with releasing that. But it's just carrying on. Right. You know, because something's hurt. I've been to auditions. Like, my God, that is made for me. You know, <laughs> that, was, that was for me. And it never happened. It doesn't and come through, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, it's, 
someone else got it. And you're like, yes. well, I was wrong. And it does hurt. And you, I do cry. Right. But I know there's a bigger picture. And it's not always about your talent. It's about the cast. Do you fit the cast? And I know. Maybe they have another person that looks like you. And yes. there's so many elements that you don't take it too personally. I've learned that over time. I was, ac- I was actually watching something over the weekend um, mm. by, by a casting director. And she said, there are things you can control and things you can't. And a lot of times, there's <laughs> things you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't fit the cast, you don't fit the role, you're not blonde. I mean, it's whatever it is, you know, you have to carry on. So, so I think, I think that's what you're saying is, you know, understanding the business is so crucial. A lot of people don't understand just how the business works. And I think when you understand how it works, you take it less personally. Right. Oh, the other thing I I learned this weekend, too, is because Mm. I'll get auditions for different things is to find the little hints in a script or the transitions, mm-hmm. or those hidden gems, mm-hmm. and try to do something unique that somebody might just not notice in the script. Yeah. You have to stand I out believe. in some way to make yourself noticed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, with, with, with a while making it look all natural, you mm-hmm. know, and stuff like that. But I agree with you. Um, I think script work is so... Um, you know, understanding how to deal with a cold read is so important in the city because most, how often don't we get a script the day before and you've got to, you know, do it sometimes the same day or the next day. Right. And just knowing how to deal with the script and still give it meaning and, as you say, make it your own, I think is, is um, you know, an act on its own. You've got to learn that as well. Audition is such an important thing. Yes. Because once you get the gig, you know, then you realize that the script is only one part of it, as you know. It's just so much more you've got to do. Yes. But I think just getting that audition tight and interesting is, is so important. Right. And you've got to know it. You've not you got to know how to break it down quickly. Right. And stay calm. <laughs> oh. I've been doing a lot of yoga lately. All, all summer. <laughs> yeah, of breathing. That always happens. <laughs> yeah, calm is so important when you're out of your head, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. So I, I was just saying. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. And I was just saying to my mom. Um, you know, I I keep wanting to. When I was younger, and I told you I started from the age of four, and I I was always on stage dancing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I never questioned myself. That's good. I was never afraid, and yet as I grew older, I started to be. There's nothing wrong with being nervous, but not having the confidence bizarrely that I had when I was a kid. So I keep thinking of those times when I was younger where I was so trusting of myself and my instincts. And I keep wanting to get that back because, as you say, it's the most important thing, not being nervous in, you know, in an yes. audition. Yes. You know, yeah. and I, I definitely, as you get older, you start looking at yourself like you, you're doing something mm-hmm. and then you're thinking, how do I look right now? <laughs> yeah. How do people yeah. see me right now? And you're, you're like this... You're overthinking and overexamining, and it's too, yeah. it's too much. You just can't do that. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you just got to trust yourself. And it's crazy. The older we get, you know, I think there's so many limitations put on us in a way that we start to question and lose that instinctive um, actors thing that we need, I feel. Yes, um, yes. It's so important, yeah. Well, that's about all the time we have, but I want to thank you so much for calling in. You, Janine, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. And let's have your website one more time. It's U-P-A-S-A-N-A-B-E-H-A-R-E-E dot com. And uh, hope to meet you sometime. I'm in Orange County, but I'm up in L.A. quite a bit. So 
Yeah, that would be great, Janine. And uh, I love being on Get the Funk Out. Thank you so much. (laughs) All right. All right, you be well. Bye-bye. Before we wrap, I do want to mention that Upasana Bahari's short is available on Vimeo. It's called All in a Night's Work. And again, if you missed any part of today's show, we'll be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and you can check out her full bio, her links, and all, all kinds of great stuff. So that's a wrap for today's show. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. Have a great Monday, everyone.